Hello, this is Locally Entertaining, and I'm your host, Joanne Bailey Borsma. With me today is Opera Grand Rapids' new executive director, Emily Surwich. Thanks for being with us today. This is so exciting. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So so give us, for starters, give us a little history about yourself. You are actually from the West Michigan area. That's right. I'm from a little town called Luther, up closer to Traverse City than Grand Rapids, but I'm from West Michigan. Um, and I've kind of lived all over the country throughout my education and early career. Um, most recently, I've spent the last four years in Charlotte, North Carolina, being the executive director of an organization called the Guitar. Taba Riverkeeper Foundation, um, and being active in environmental law and policy throughout the American South. Um, but when I had the opportunity to come home and to uh, lead this organization that I love so much, I could not let it pass up. So mm-hmm. it brought me back. Now, what I thought was interesting when we were talking earlier is that you're actually a trained classical pianist, from what I understand. That's correct. Yep. I um, <laughs> just start my started playing when I was a small child and uh, played competitively through middle school, high school, college, um, and then stopped when I went to law school. <laughs> uh, it's hard to do both law school and, and uh, you know, perform. But yeah. So I, personally, I'm always <laughs> curious, you know, how somebody makes that that life change. Like, it just seems like you were kind of headed in one direction, and you really went an entirely different direction. Sure. Well, that's not uncommon. If mm-hmm. you look at a lot of, um, you know, people all over, doctors, lawyers, accountants, teachers, a lot of them have, um, you know, classical music backgrounds. Um, and it's just because, you know, classical music is more pervasive than we think it is. But it's also something that people all over enjoy. If you come to an opera Grand Rapids chorus rehearsal, for example, mm-hmm. you will hear world-class opera in our rehearsal hall. Um, but if you were to talk to all of our chorus musicians one-on-one, one, they would tell you that they all have other careers. They're all accountants or, in some cases, students or, um, you know, doctors, lawyers. And so it's really not uncommon to see people um, go in multiple directions but still maintain their, their performance capabilities. Mm-hmm. I think it's so key right now in that we, we sometimes tend to forget how music and the arts is just so much part of our everyday life and yes you may not you know in high school there you know a parent will always mm-hmm. say well why do you want to be in the school play your child may not be in a professional actor but that doesn't mean that that doesn't teach them something and I think that's incredible to hear that in the yeah. in return we have all these professionals who are still yeah you know I'm still doing this I'm, I'm right. still part of it it's still very much part of my life and it's still very important to me Yes. So that's amazing. <laughs> that's fantastic. So, yeah, you were actually in the middle of doing something fairly interesting in North Carolina. Can we just touch on that <laughs> sure, just a little yeah. bit? I know. I so hate I ask. was, yeah, I was leading the organization that was um, – that was litigating against Duke Energy, which is the nation's largest power company, mm-hmm. um, to clean up coal ash on drinking water reservoirs throughout the Carolinas. Um, it was an exceptionally difficult task, really a case of David versus Goliath. Um, and, you know, I've spent four years <laughs> leading that effort and keeping the um, the nonprofit, you know, uh, going. And Thankfully, on April 1st, the state of North Carolina determined that coal ash needed to be cleaned up. So it was a huge victory for us. Uh, And it was a good way for me to close my chapter in Charlotte and come home. Um, But it was a very gratifying day um, after four years of this very visible, very... um, 
uh, contentious uh, litigation. Mm-hmm. Now, so at that point, were you looking for something different? Were you looking to just come back to Michigan? Yeah, well, I really wasn't. It, this is all kind of serendipitous. I mean, my I have family here in the Grand Rapids area, and my sister, she frequently would, you know, kind of encourage me to look in Grand Rapids, but um, I never really took that seriously until, um, you know, about a year before um, we sort of wrapped up with our litigious work, and I thought, well, I see the writing on the wall. Maybe it's time for me to explore. Um, and I really didn't have a location in mind. I'm kind of adventurous, and that way I'll live mm-hmm. anywhere if I'm doing something fun. Uh, but my sister kind of sent me this uh, position and said, you know, I think you need to take this seriously. I think you should really go for it. And um, I was probably the most surprised <laughs> of anyone that I actually um, got offered this position. I consider myself really lucky to to be at Opera Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. So, well, wow. So you've been here, how long now? Just a couple of months, uh, right? Yeah, this is uh, like my seven-week anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> seven-week anniversary. And you got a great big gift because the last show That's sold right. out. Oh, my yes. gosh. La Traviata sold out, which is incredible that it's sold out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's even more incredible when you consider that it's opera that sold out. <laughs> yeah, I know. A lot of people were surprised by that. And we had a lot of phone calls, you know, hey, can I buy tickets? Can I buy tickets? And we were like, no. Mm-hmm. And this was like, you know, a week or two leading into the performance. So it's not like we sold out just in the nick of time. We legitimately sold out weeks mm-hmm. ahead. So um, really interesting phenomenon. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, when I got the email, I, I, I had to double look. I was like, <laughs> okay, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, it's so loud. Because I don't think, and I, and I, having my years, I've, I've covered arts and entertainment in this area probably almost a good, almost about 30 mm-hmm. years now. And I don't think in those 30 years I've ever recalled a show selling out. You know, I mean, yeah. they did pretty well fill in the Van Andel Arena with Ada. Sure. But um, I don't think I've ever heard of a show <laughs> selling out right. and I was like that I mean would you guys just break it up in the champagne cheering early um, well hey. no we, we didn't do that till afterwards we were too busy uh too busy planning for those crowds but it was um you know it's a trend Wasn't that we're nice, seeing. Though? it was, was so nice to be able to plan it was for huge so crowds. nice and mm-hmm. it was um you know because to be honest it actually was more of a relief typically when we're selling tickets up to the last minute you know it's it's crazy in our mm-hmm. office the the phone is ringing off the hook we've got people coming in trying to change tickets and mm-hmm. you know and it's very hectic and it's and it's tough for our small staff you know we only have five employees so mm-hmm. we're a small operation administratively though we have a great big you know mission um, but this time because we sold out so far ahead of time we all were like relaxed in a weird way we had not really experienced this um so it was really nice to to be able to do that early on because it's less chaotic uh, around the time of the show so that was nice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's led into you being able to kind of do some i understand advanced sales that's for- right so we are we're planning our seasons further ahead now than mm-hmm. we ever really have before um and that's Awesome. That's the goal, right? To plan so far ahead. And, and in this case, um, the tickets for next season, the 1920 season, um, which we're doing uh, Gilbert and Sullivan's Mikado 
in November, mm-hmm. November 1st and 2nd, and then we're doing Turandot mm-hmm. in the spring, May 1st and 2nd. And so it allowed us to announce that early on, and then June 3rd, we started selling tickets. And we kind of expected that, you know, ticket sales wouldn't really ramp up until uh, afterwards, but we're actually being surprised once again. Um, we're already really selling high numbers for the Mikado. Mm-hmm. Um, and we... You know, we're considering maybe adding a show. We don't know. It's it's going to be tough. We're going to track ticket sales this summer, but they're already going pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're actually already selling tickets for the May show of Turandot almost a year from now. Mm-hmm. So we're just seeing ticket sales overall be a whole different ball game this season than we ever have in the past. We're just seeing opera be quite a bit more popular than it ever has been in our community. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea as to why that might be? I mean, that's just kind of a really interesting... It is interesting. I think there's a couple of things. One, I think it's the quality of our productions. Um, you know, uh, about Which a I'm year... Write, they're amazing. <laughs> oh, if you haven't seen one, they're amazing to good. see. Just go ahead. Just, so we, about an 18 months ago or two years ago, we brought on James Mina as artistic director. Mm-hmm. And Maestro Mina, we kind of share him with Toledo and Charlotte, mm-hmm. North Carolina's <laughs> opera, bizarrely. Um, and he also does uh, appearances in Italy throughout the summer. And so he's truly a world-renowned maestro and we were very lucky to entice him to come to Grand Rapids uh, and he, um, he he resides in Charlotte and spends most of his time there but he comes to Grand Rapids multiple times a year to work and to do shows and things uh, and it's it's an economic way for opera companies to share resources mm-hmm. but it also means that the folks that we're getting are very very serious mm-hmm. um and it and it assures that the quality of our productions are bar none mm-hmm. um and if you've been to one of our productions in the last couple of years you can see that our quality mm-hmm. is just through the roof you are going to see the same quality performance at opera grand rapids than you would see at much larger operas you know mm-hmm. um and that is in chicago new york we have amazing performance so that's one thing the other thing we are seeing a resurgence in ticket buyers who are millennials mm-hmm. um, which a lot of people are surprised by that i'm as a millennial i'm not very surprised by that and here's why we're seeing that millennials have whatever you may say about millennials one thing is true and that what's Old is made new again with millennials. You know, mm-hmm. they are bringing back mason jars instead of once used plastic. <laughs> they are bringing back libraries instead of buying books. Um, and we're seeing trends like that, but we're also seeing millennials more interested in classic, classical performing arts than the previous generation. Uh, so we're actually seeing a very high number of our ticket buyers be millennials. Um, or, you know, I don't even know what the exact millennial uh, cutoff is, but under 40 for sure. Uh, so that is something unique and interesting and something that we as an organization want to explore. We want to make sure that we are fostering a community and a support base for opera in our community that's going to last long term. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I shared a little bit with you. Mm-hmm. My daughter graduated from Byron Center High School. Um, the quality and the, and the music they were doing was just amazed mm-hmm. me, but the kids really enjoyed singing those classical yeah. pieces um 
which which just really blew my mind to be perfectly honest um i i just think that's that's just so amazing but in the case of opera grand rapids i mean the one thing i think is very interesting is that it's just not the two main shows you have a lot of other things that you offer which is just right. really added in to a year-long schedule it is so we we believe that for those grand operas we want to showcase that big talent that we bring in you know Mm -hmm. we want to showcase the folks that frequently sing at the Met or the Lyric or San Mm -hmm. Francisco we want Mm -hmm. to bring them in for the community to enjoy those rare talent uh, talented individuals but we also believe in our local talent and unbelievably I think West Michigan is one of those places where we are just a secret source of hugely talented people and our maestro in fact he also I think when he first came on was really surprised by the caliber of local talent that he saw here Um, and so what we try to do is one for our grand operas our chorus is entirely local talent so yeah your your four or five main roles those are folks that we bring in but our chorus, the 30 to 60 people who are also on stage, those are all local folks. They're semi-professional. They are amazing. Um, and we really want to feature them as well. For our second stage productions, that's, you know, a choral concert or we have mm-hmm. a feature in artist. We definitely want to try to focus on local talent there, too, because, you know, I think we oftentimes forget that we have such a vibrant local performing arts scene. Um, and, and Opera Grand Rep is one of our goals, and I mentioned this to you previously, that we want to be not just a place where you can go and enjoy opera, but we want to be a place where artists can find work, <laughs> where mm-hmm. artists in uh, mm-hmm. the opera-centered uh, arts can find work. And so we, we try to do that also um, in a, in a, as a way not only for people to enjoy the art form, but to actually be a resource for those artists to grow their talent. Mm-hmm. And I guess I was just thinking too, well, in the size of the city of Grand Rapids, I think, I, and I'm going to go back a little bit in my history, when I first got here, 30-some years ago. <laughs> um, when I, got here, I mean, one thing that kind of amazed me was the fact that the city had an opera house. I mean, had an opera group. Um, that's yes. pretty phenomenal. That's huge. Um, so we have, so uh, people don't know this, but there's like something like 30,000 ish museums in the United States. There's 20,000 symphonies, I think in the United States and thousands of other, um, theaters of some kind, but there are less than 150 opera companies in North America. And the vast majority of those opera companies are what we would call community opera. It's, you know, exclusively sort of a small group of local folks putting on a, an opera um, to their best of their ability. They're not professional opera companies. For a city the size of Grand Rapids to have a professional opera company, that is tremendous that's a huge deal Uh, you don't see that we look at even the opera companies that are the same respectively the same size as we are in other cities like in austin and and Mm -hmm. frankly they're not the same size cities Mm -hmm. you know they're much larger cities and they don't dare attempt two grand operas a year Mm -hmm. whereas that's our standard in fact we would love someday to be able to do three grand operas a year but we're seeing that even amongst our similarly situated opera companies, Opera Grand Rapids is really excelling and really providing more grand opera than it's than our competitors, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we look at all those trends, we monitor that to see if we are keeping pace with what is standard for opera companies. Um, and we've had 
you know, <laughs> we've enjoyed a reputation and you can talk to a lot of the folks that frequently sing with the Met and the Lyric uh, in San Francisco and they kind of say that Grand Rapids Opera Company is known as one of the best B-size opera companies in North America. Mm-hmm. That means a lot of folks that, that start out in Grand Rapids and play roles in Grand Rapids eventually go on to perform those roles at those other major opera companies like the Met and the Lyric. And so we have this amazing reputation and you know I think the stars are aligning for opera in our community mm-hmm. with this millennial resurgence with the quality of performances being as they are uh, and with our new focus on education over the next few years and and coordinating with colleges and universities in and around Michigan um, for uh, our our, um, our sort of collegiate choral um, program I I really see Opera Grand Rapids having quite a bright future here in the next five to ten years and really making some significant leaps. Mm-hmm. So speaking of, of significant leaps and things, mm-hmm. I mean, do you have a vision for Opera Grand Rapids or are you <laughs> kind of just trying? I mean, I know it's only been sure. seven weeks. You know, what do you want? Yeah, no. I do have a vision. I think, you know, well, first and foremost is a, is a focus, focus on education. We are, our, our main mission is to provide quality grand opera to folks in West Michigan. That's what mm-hmm. we set out to do. And we're successful at that. But I think we also need to provide um, educational opportunities for people wanting to study and wanting to perform and find careers in opera. Um, we have a collegiate consortium that right now has five colleges and universities. That should have 25. That should have 55 colleges and universities. Um, and we we definitely want to expand our collegiate vocal competition uh, that we have every year um, and make sure that we are are becoming known to the, to the young individuals who plan on having careers in opera. We want them to know that Grand Rapids is a place that they need to keep on their radar. Mm-hmm. either for work or for other programs. So education is a big deal to us, and we want to make sure that we're focusing on that. The other thing is, um, if the trends that we're seeing are correct and that people in West Michigan really want more opera, we, we should do our best to provide them with more opera. So um, this next calendar year, we haven't released our calendar yet, but I can kind of give you a hint that we are essentially having some kind of opera-based performance every month. Mm-hmm. Every month, there's going to be some feature that we give to the community, that we offer to the community, uh, that will give them the opera that they're yearning for, whether it's a small concert or a choral concert or you know the grand operas that we do twice a year. So we are going to try to do more for the community because that's really what it's about, you know? Um, so I think focusing on those two things as we go forward. But the big, the big overall thing above all of those programs is community support. The reality is we're a very successful opera company, but we're a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. We are really a small organization administratively. So we need people to buy tickets, number one. But number two is, you know, think of us when you are considering organizations you want to support in the community. For us to put on a grand opera, for two nights, it costs a quarter of a million dollars. Wow. So two grand operas a year costs us half a million dollars for four nights, which is incredible. Um, but we believe it's worth it. We believe providing folks in West Michigan with this experience is so worth it. 
but it takes a humongous amount of organizational resources. So we would ask people to consider supporting Opera Grand Rapids and our direction um, as we go along. Mm-hmm. Now, and let's kind of, the ticket price doesn't really cover the cost of putting that no, on. No, not really. We actually lose money mm-hmm. on our performances. Because I, yeah. I know you give like a pretty good student discount for we a student do. that wants to come and see that because you're, you're trying it's it's great because I mean Abergan Rapids, Grand Rapids Symphony, all of these groups have come forward and said, you know, we really want to make sure mm-hmm. our students have the opportunity and can afford to go. That's right. And I just think that's absolutely commendable of everybody for doing yeah. that. But that's one of the things you do because it's like it's a it's a big chunk. Yeah, mm-hmm. we. <laughs> it's, it's, a, a, it's like I, I was. I'm like, wow. You know? Yeah, it's a student passport program, and it's really successful, and we want to keep it going. Um, and it, you know, it's supported, um, and we we enjoy that. Um, but even if, even without that, though, we mm-hmm. still would lose money on our performances. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. We're okay with doing that, and we'll lose money on those performances so long as we see value, and we will always see value in uh, providing folks here in West Michigan with um, world-class opera. Mm-hmm. So, and, and what we're seeing is um, we're seeing that come around. We're seeing that gap narrow between mm-hmm. how much money we, we have to spend on opera and how much revenue we bring in in tickets. We're seeing that narrow. Um, and that's what we want over time, but that's not our number one consideration. So um, so long as we get this community support we need, um, then, then the less it matters that we make money on a show. Mm-hmm. So that's how I kind of would, I, that's how I think about that. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing I think people in the area don't know is that you have your own theater. Um, we do. Yeah. yeah, you built it. You yeah. had a huge campaign. Um, there was, I, I, I guess, for me, it was kind of like obvious. I mean, what you were doing, but there are still people going. Sure. Oh, wow, they have, they, they have their own theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's well, and it's strange because we, it's a good second stage theater, and it's a rehearsal hall for us. It's where most mm-hmm. of our rehearsals take place. Um, we don't perform there. It's too small. Mm-hmm. Um, we perform at DeVos or Saint Cecilia. Uh, and so it's a beautiful place, but it's not where we would perform grand opera. Uh, if you've never been to the Betty Van Andel Opera Center, you should stop by any time. Um, we are on Fulton Street, uh, East Fulton Street, and um, it's a lovely facility. It's beautiful. It's, it is sort of, <laughs> I you know, I've... It is kind of the envy of other opera companies throughout the country, even in much larger cities. It's a mm-hmm. like two and a half million dollar facility they built, like, you know, mm-hmm. ten years ago or something like that. If I'm getting my numbers correct, yeah, I think but it's about that. It about ten yeah. years ago, um, and and it has a rehearsal hall and rehearsal rooms and office space and you know storage space for. I don't think people realize how much storage space we need for things like set and costume. And we have a costume department that is, bar. I mean, it is absolutely amazing the costume department we have in this facility uh so uh, interestingly enough we're sort of this hidden gem but you know look for an opportunity to come to a performance that we have um uh, in our fulton street location uh look for any opportunity just stop on by buy a ticket when you (laughs) come in the door we'll show you around the opera center but it's lovely um and we do allow it to be used as a as a venue for you know weddings and meetings and things so Mm -hmm. folks in the community do come to um, the opera center frequently but it is really a treasure um, and we're very fortunate to have it 
I was going to just ask you, have you had anybody, you know, I always see a wedding party every once in a while and getting their picture kind of in front of it because the building's pretty. It is. And it's, it's, it's a lovely. nice place to get a picture. Have you, have you seen any of that yet? <laughs> a little bit of it, yeah. We have, you know, it's, it, it's, um, it's a beautiful space and it's, it's, it's larger in capacity than it looks and it's only mm-hmm. when you've got 300 people sit it, sitting in there that you think oh my gosh this is actually humongous mm-hmm. but it seems like a perfectly you know mm-hmm. intimate rehearsal space for us but um we do have a lot of people stop by because it is lovely and mm-hmm. so now this is actually you're since you're not really from grand rapids mm-hmm. you've just kind of moved into grand rapids right. um so what do you think of our city? Oh well, I love it. You know, I um, I had family and friends who lived who who live here, uh, but Grand Rapids is the best <laughs> big small town in the world. Even though I've been here only seven weeks, I feel like everywhere I go, I run into someone I've met. <laughs> I don't know. What, I, I feel like everywhere I go, I think, oh hey, you know, we just met last week, and so it's a really interesting. Um, it's a really interesting uh, town because it feels like such a small town, even though it's not. I mean, it's a it's a great city, uh, and and I'm in a position where I kind of look at how the community supports performing arts, and for a community this size to support the volume of performing mm-hmm. arts programs that we do, that really speaks to the quality of our community and the priorities of our community. Um, and I am so thrilled with how much support the Grand Rapids community and West Michigan generally gives to the performing arts. And of course, opera being one of those beneficiaries, I it really speaks highly. Mm-hmm. It plays, a, you know, having all of this in, 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 and having been involved in the arts so long as I have, and, mm-hmm. I, and I will let you know, I am on the board of festivals, so I'm, oh, yes, I'm so heavily involved in all this. Um, Having that, I don't you feel like it's just made us just attract. Well, obviously, it attracted you, mm-hmm. but uh, which yeah. is great. We're so happy. Um, but it just attracts the volume of talent, mm-hmm. and it's it always seems like every time I've talked to somebody, no matter what they're going into, the reason they came is because of because of the arts in our mm-hmm. community. Um, interestingly enough, they always mention you know it's a symphony, and it's like oh, wow, and, and you have an opera here. I'm like, I, <laughs> it's so amazing, and it's that's always the first two things that come out of their mouths, and mm-hmm. then it's civic theater and St. Cecilia and all these other things that are, are that are available. That's right. Um, and I gotta mention Grand Rapids Ballet because yes. I want Tobacco yes. coming. Glenn. <laughs> yeah, I love Glenn. Glenn. <laughs> um, So, but yes, I mean you know, really the caliber. Um, and it's just amazing that mm-hmm. just comes through all of this. Um, well, and it's it's important that we have all of those things because for opera, uh, opera, you know, if you go to a symphony concert, mm-hmm. well, you see the lovely, mm-hmm. you know, symphony, and that's great. Or if you go to a play, you see the players, and that's and the costumes, that's wonderful. Or if you go to the ballet, you see the lovely ballet dancers, and that's wonderful. But the opera is all of those things put together. Mm-hmm. We usually have at least a partial, but sometimes a full symphony mm-hmm. uh, playing for us. We have singers who are also acting and in costumes that have taken months to prepare. Um, we have ballet dancers come in. We had, uh, if you were at La Traviata, um, you would have seen two amazing ballet dancers um, that that Grand Rapids Ballet supplied us with, and we mm-hmm. and we uh, used them, and they just like were amazing, and everyone loved them. And so we look at every, you know, the opera is not just one classical art form; it's like all of the classical art forms in one show. Mm-hmm. And so we we need 
the ballet to thrive. We need the symphony here to thrive and the civic theater and Broadway Grand. We need those things to thrive because we rely on our partners in the performing arts to mm-hmm. execute our shows as much as we rely on ourselves and our own capacity. So um, the fact that we as an opera company exist in a city the size of Grand Rapids is simply because those other performing arts organizations exist as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I should clarify too for people who are listening in, um, Michigan only has two opera houses. That's correct, and yeah. ours is the oldest. Mm-hmm. 52 years, we're going into our 52nd year. So the one, the, so it's Michigan Opera House. Um, uh, yes, Michigan yeah. Opera, yeah, yeah. in yeah. Detroit, yep. Yeah, in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So they are they are younger than, I Correct. always wasn't sure. Yeah. To be perfectly honest, I wasn't sure yeah, who no, was older. It's, uh, <laughs> well, Grand Rap- um, Opera Grand Rapids is the oldest opera company in the state of Michigan. Okay. And so we are just starting our 52nd season. Uh, and like I said, um, you know, because that kind of we had a head start here. Um, we're a relatively old opera company, even mm-hmm. amongst larger cities. So we're really, um, you know, that's that's helped us get to where we are now. Is is being able to create those um, partnerships, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not just in the Midwest or in Michigan, but nationally, that help us bring those talented individuals in but also foster our own performers here and you can the so how old is the met then i mean i'm not sure we can look it up because <laughs> okay, well, i was just i you kind of maybe kind of think in terms of you know relative for people to understand um and we think of opera, we think of Italy, I guess. You, and, absolutely. And, and that it's been in Italy and Germany and, and all that area um, you know, hundreds of years. Oh, I yeah, know, I mean, 400 and some odd years. years. Um, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, stalling while we look it up. I know. Well, <laughs> let's see. So. Uh, it was founded in 1880, so quite a bit older than, than us, but it's New York City, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And by the time opera companies started to be um, uh, the foundation of opera companies in the Midwest or West, mm. you know, we were one of the earlier ones, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so I have to yeah. ask you, well, one of the things that we were speaking about, the Met, I mean, do you think you see the, the you know, the the grand premieres mm-hmm. and you see Lady Gaga going in there with her <laughs> funky dresses and all that. Do you think that also has brought an interest from the millennials and the younger generation into opera because they see, you know, the, 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 the people that they look at going to the mm-hmm. opera? I think so. I think, so a, a one common misconception, we always, we are told by a lot of people who mm-hmm. interestingly are most commonly not millennials themselves, that millennials really hate to dress up and we should really kind of make things less formal. Mm-hmm. And um, But let me tell you, it's the millennials who come to the opera in ball gowns. You know, it's the millennials that really want to make it an experience, an all around experience. So we're, again, we're seeing a resurgence in people coming to the opera in gowns and dressed up and just unique clothing and we've actually started to do um an opera best dressed mm-hmm. list on our instagram account mm-hmm. we want to do that and we want people to feel like their experience going to the opera can be fun all the way around you know mm-hmm. we partner with restaurants and hotels um to do special deals if you live in cadillac for example and you're looking for a fun weekend Come down to Grand Rapids. You get a discount with your opera ticket purchase at you know this and that hotel, mm-hmm. and discount dinner at this restaurant, and 
And so you can make a whole weekend out of your opera experience. And so that's what we want people to, to do too. But that being said, and we see that resurgence with millennials uh, wanting to be creative and really make it an experience. But opera is for everyone. So we want people at our shows to feel comfortable coming in jeans if they'd like. Uh, we want them to feel comfortable enjoying it how they want to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we love to see the trend of millennials really dressing up and getting into it, but it certainly is not a requirement. Um, and we always say that opera is for everyone. Mm -hmm. I think that trend of, of kind of the dressing down kind of came from, I, I think it's more my generation. It definitely is. <laughs> yeah, it is more my Because um, we're all tired of the heels. Yeah, but you I mean, better go if you've been to any prom in this area and to see the outfits, I mean, oh, yeah. and what some of these kids can do with duct tape is just beyond right. phenomenal. Super creative. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, and even if you go to a Comic-Con, I mean, just check out yeah. a Comic-Con or any we're of those. Seeing, people really love it. They and it's just, it. yeah, it's just the most most amazing thing. So I think opera really just lends itself really well to <laughs> it that. I, I'm sorry, does. it just does. It's, it does. It makes it fun. It makes it creative. It, it, it and it's just it's 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 phenomenal. Yeah, I, I think. And it's, it's the whole experience. It's not just the show. You know, the fun of going to the opera is, like I said, in the dinner beforehand, in the champagne after party that we have, and mm. you know, mm. it's you know coming into the city if you live elsewhere for the night and spend you know so that's the kind of thing though we want to let people know is that opera just like anything it is what you make of it uh, and the people that have the most fun are the folks that think of it as a whole experience for their evening so mm -hmm. so let me ask you favorite opera Ooh, well, <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard to, I really, I like La Traviata that we just did. That's one of my faves, but I also love Don Giovanni by Mozart. That's one of my, <laughs> but I always uh, feel like people, when I say that, people think, ooh, is she like depressed all the time? Uh, but no, I love Don Giovanni. I think that's great. But I, I mean, it, you're hard pressed to find an opera that I don't enjoy in some way. Mm -hmm. so, I have to be honest, mine is the Marriage of Figaro. Oh, and that, yeah, you just, I, yeah. I just the I think part of it is just it not that it's, that it's it's fun and it's probably the more lighthearted <laughs> of them all, but um it was the very first one I ever saw. Oh um, yeah, and so I think it's I guess I have a marriage to the marriage. Um, <laughs> it's kind of one of those things that it's it's and I'm not a, I'm I'm not. I'm not your diehard opera person. I go sure. once every few years. Like I told you, I went to Aida mm -hmm. because it was at the Van Andel, and I really yeah. wanted to see that, and I had friends who were going to be involved, and I really wanted to see how they were going to handle those live animals on stage. That was really good. Um, but it was fun, and it was like it was it was – it was different in that people were getting food out of the concession stands. Yeah, and I know. It's really, it's I've heard weird. It's a strange experience. It was, it was a really different experience. It wasn't like you experienced opera, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just like, I think that was kind of like one of those things, but it's, for me, it's the marriage of Figaro as Suzanne. Yeah. So. so let me ask you, being classically trained mm -hmm. pianist, are you going to be performing at all? Are you going to be doing? Can we expect <laughs> to hear? Probably not. We leave it that we leave the <laughs> performing up to the real mm -hmm. professionals or semi-professionals. Um, I will say though, I do love working in a building with four pianos in it. Mm -hmm. So I'm frequently, <laughs> I'm free, frequently just sitting down to play a little bit, um, mm -hmm. you know, throughout my day, which is nice. So it keeps me in it. <laughs> so do you have a favorite piece? Oh, no, I could. I, I, it would be easier for me to choose a favorite star in the sky than a favorite. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, piece, but I, yeah, I, that I, I like a little bit of everybody. I, I like, um, I like Tchaikovsky. I like Chopin. Um, it really doesn't matter. My, I'm a favorite. I play a lot of, um, 
uh, Schubert's impromptus. Those tend to be the ones that I like to play, I find most fun. Uh, but yeah, I pretty much like everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Grand Rap- going back to being mm-hmm. in Grand Rapids, um, anything you'd like to see or do? Anything on your bucket list yet? Mm, goodness. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think so. I, I've been doing so much already. <laughs> you know, I've, I've had, I, I, I've been, um, to a lot of parties and performances and a lot of locations, uh, throughout, uh, West Michigan, and I feel like I've sort of had a baptism by fire when it comes to the mm-hmm. uh, opera because I started just before performance when we had a ton of events and things. So I've done a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I let's see, on my to-do list, I'll be attending uh, the symphony, some of the symphony events this year, some of Broadway Grand Rapids events this year. I uh, cannot wait to attend the ballet. Um, just sort of indoctrinate myself into Grand Rapids Performing Arts. So that's the next next thing on my list. I will say I recently took a day and went through the Gram, mm-hmm. and I was blown away by the Grand Rapids Art Museum. Uh, it's truthfully, I mean, Dana and his folks, just unreal what we have. And mm-hmm. our permanent collection here is amazing. So that really um, has been a really pleasant surprise for me. And I'm lucky I live just like a block away from it. So I plan on attending regularly, but... I, that's been one of my favorites so far. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. if you really want to, and I'm sure they'll let you, and I'm sure Dale and Kate will do it, um, get into the archives over at the Public Museum. Oh. 104 years of archives. Oh my gosh! And items, and it's just amazing. I have to do that. Yeah, yeah just, just kind of slip over. <laughs> hey, can I just, you know, they'll they'll do it. They'll do it. I know Excellent. them. They're they're great people to work with as well, great. and they have amazing stuff and. And get a chance to go in there and check out the old streets of Grand Rapids. That's yeah, kind of a fun. Sounds cool. It's a great <laughs> photo place, by the way. Everybody takes pictures there. So, so great. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. So really, I mean, upcoming season. Anything new? Anything different to expect? Or um, well, you know, we're doing such classic operas this season, which we love. Um, but because of that, it's going to mean they're really popular. And as I mentioned. We're already selling these shows. So if you want to come, you I would advise folks to get their tickets early. Um, I know With, we... It, then again, yes, this is opera, folks. This yes, is, this, this is, is opera. opera this Grand is, Rapids. Yes, opera. Was, we are talking buying your tickets early for <laughs> opera. Whole motto That's here right. is if you really want to see something, I always tell people, if you really want to see something, get your tickets early. Yes. <laughs> so. And we... So definitely... I think we're planning on having a brief summer sale mm-hmm. um, if folks want to watch for that follow us on social media follow opera grand rapids on facebook and on instagram and twitter Uh, that's how we notify the public of things that's how we're going to notify folks of our summer sale that's Mm going to run for i think like a week maybe um but we had to turn so many people away for la traviata and it broke our hearts because we really want people to enjoy the opera so the surest way to Mm. um enjoy it is to get your tickets early um, and we'll do our best to accommodate as big a crowd as we can at St. Cecilia. Um, thankfully, we will be in DeVos for the spring in Turandot, but uh, we are already seeing pretty high ticket sales for that event also. So That's great. Yeah. So any final thoughts about 
Well, just thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to get to know you and to hear a little bit more about the performing arts in West Michigan. But I appreciate any opportunity to talk about Opera Grand Rapids and everything we're doing. So thank you so much for having me. Well, and I look forward to having you back on the show sometime and we can talk some more because I just think, yeah, I think this is going to be exciting. I'll bring someone to sing. How about that? Oh, that would be so much fun. I'll do it. Actually, I want to go through the costume shop over there because I haven't been through the costume shop there. I go through the Civic one all the time. Oh, because yeah. I know Bob. <laughs> so, like, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'll have to, I would love to. Show, I, I've always been fascinated um, with the costumes in Excellent. shows. So yeah, it's well, great. thank you. Well, thank you so much, Emily. I so appreciate you being on the show with us mm-hmm. today. And again, just want to thank Opera Grand Rapids uh, Executive Director yeah. Emily Sherwich for being here with us today. This has been locally entertaining, and I'm your host, Joanne Bailey Borsma.